you're listening to the Pinball Podcast, episode 222. 222. Right? It's How a do nice do? number. It feels it, good. It does. It's it like a nice. You can read it one way, you can read it the other way, you can start in the middle and then read the edges. And it's all the same. Oh, you're so smart. I love it. 222. Hi, Jeff. Hi, Jess. How's it going? Oh, it's going just great. It's well, a Sunday. That's wonderful to hear. Yeah, yeah. It is a Sunday. Sunday. So I'm getting that like end of weekend anxiety. Mm. But it's been a good Sunday. So I'm also feeling good Sunday, like contentment vibes. So I like that. That's good. I I don't have any kind of traditional work week schedule. So I worked like 11 hours yesterday. So it didn't feel like Saturday. Um, but today has been like catch up on a little rest day, which I've been greatly enjoying. Oh, yeah. Catching up on rest. Um, it's about the best thing you can do these days. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't happen often enough. Uh, no, I, this actually been a weekend where I've been digging a rest deficit. And so I'm going to pay for that tomorrow. Yes, you are. But, and it's going to be expensive. The cost is high. Um, <laughs> well, aside from you resting properly, me not, what else have you been up to? Oh, you know, um, just did a little thing called the Chicago Pinball Expo, um, which is not in Chicago. It's in Schaumburg. So I take issue with the name. Um, but it was it was interesting. So it was a, a road trip situation. And I will very quickly say, side note, I pushed us to drive from Florida to Paducah, Kentucky, to stop so it was like a 12 and a half hour drive the first day because there's a top chef contestant who i love and i've wanted to go eat at her restaurant for forever and paducah was along the route so i said hey let's go through paducah and it was unfortunately like a fairly disappointing there were a couple things that were stellar but the things that weren't stellar were terrible so i was overall just feeling kind of hmm. Um, but the next day got to get up to Schaumburg and my friend Daniel from Brisbane was there and helped us load in and set up, um, delivered the flippy trophies that we made. So I wasn't really talking about them beforehand, but if you see pictures from Expo, people saying, oh, we won, you know, best booth or best whatever. And they've got a picture of a little gold flippy trophy. Um, we made those, so that was a learning experience because I've never done resin casting. Um, but we hid pinballs in the bases to make them heavier. It was just oh, a nice. fun, weird thing to do. So, um, did those, delivered those. It was an interesting show. I've never been to Expo before. Have you been to Expo? No, that's the one like major show I have not been to. So. Everyone always says you should go at least once because that's where they have the biggest seminars and talks and history and all that. But um, somehow I've just never made it out to it. Yeah, 
Um, it was something. It was something. Um, it was not good from a business perspective. So, yeah, I've heard that. I've heard that also it's not the best from like a just casually playing perspective because um, just the game really. count isn't as high. Yeah. But they had everything as far as the new stuff goes, at least to check out. Yes. Right? Yeah, you could play all of the new stuff. Um, you know, they had a bunch of seminars, which I wasn't anywhere near the seminar area for most of the time. And they had some tournaments and stuff going on. But the tournaments were, as they tend to be, it shows very far away from where the show is happening. So I don't really get to see any of my friends who are playing in tournaments because they're just in their space and we're over in ours. So the bubble. Um, yeah, bubbles. We're in our separate bubbles. So um, didn't get to see a ton of people who were doing tournament stuff, which is sad because, you know, I like to be able to catch up with everybody, but um, did try to grab as many of them as I can to say hello because I've missed everybody very much. Um, so that was, I got to see Rachel and Kale from over at Electric Bat, which is awesome. Um, and Kyle, who's over at Stern now, and Rebecca, who's over at Stern, and Jack was there. So lots of friends to see and catch up with. And that part was awesome. Um, the business soft plunge double danger portion, we were just in a really bad spot, um, placement wise. So we just, you know, it was, it was not a good business decision to go, but it was nice to see everybody and get to play some new games. Um, were you keeping an eye on all of the games that were being released? Um, yes, I was. And I'm, I'm going to tell you from a distance, just my little, what I could get from crappy cell phone footage and just <laughs> um, impressions from people. Um, it looked like Elton John was a pleaser, but Labyrinth was the big hit. A hundred percent. It was the star of the show. It was, we talked about this, how the theme you know, it's a great theme, how it looked really beautiful, but with a new company, you never know actually what you're going to get or, you know, build quality or any of those things. So that was pretty much the first thing that we were looking at and checking out was when they were setting up. Daniel and I went over and we were trying not to get in their way, but we're watching them unbox games. And, you're like uh, finger tight testing yeah. nuts and bolts on it. <laughs> Just, yeah, is there, you guys need help with anything? No. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> As you're walking around the back of the cabinet, you hear this loud whack on the wood. Whack! <laughs> ah, seems sturdy enough. <laughs> right. I thought you were going to say that was the whack of them, like, hitting my fingers with a ruler as I went to go touch it. That came uh, later. That also were... could have been a thing. <laughs> Don't touch the plastics, please. <laughs> um, but it was pretty great because uh, Dr. John, friend of the show, Dr. John, uh, friend in life, Dr. John, his game was there and had the topper and the mirrored back glass and the shooter rod. So he got all the goodies with it. Um, so Daniel and I got to play the first game on Dr. John's machine. So we played Split Flipper. Did you crack a plastic? Sent a little video to him. What's that? Did you crack a plastic? We, we did not crack anything um okay. including probably a score because you know first game <laughs> you know what i give john a hard time he doesn't deserve <laughs> cracked plastics in his his machine no he does not he's uh you know 
he's the best. And if anyone wants like real deep background on Labyrinth and Barrels of Fun, which is the new company that is producing Labyrinth, um, Dr. John's Aussie Pinball Podcast has a really great in-depth interview with David from Barrels of Fun. Um, who I didn't get to meet and bother the whole time I was there. Sorry. (laughs) Um, I was getting a bunch of people to order the games who weren't there to play it for themselves and who were asking how it flipped and stuff. So I think I had like eight different people I knew that I convinced to buy a game and I would always run over and be like, look, another sale. Trying to get myself a commissioned sales job with that. (laughs) You're a labyrinth pinball influencer now. Enabler. I'm going to say enabler. I'm not going to say influencer, but definitely enabler because it lives up to the hype. So I know there have been a lot of people kind of trying to trying to detract from it online, but there's not a lot that you can find to say bad about it. Even I feel like the trolls are struggling to say bad things about Labyrinth. And a lot of it comes down to, oh, it's not necessarily a theme for me. And that's fine. Yeah, the game that's fine. Play is it's so smooth and the game feels so solid. It's like all Bally Williams parts and it feels like a mid 90s Bally Williams when you shoot it. And it doesn't feel like a remake because the remakes feel like clunky in certain ways. Right. Yeah. yeah for sure. ways. It doesn't it, feel like that. And that's probably one of the most encouraging things you could say because i really i i like how uh certain aspects of all the different pinball systems out there but it's just really hard to beat that you know early to mid 90s bally williams feel it's just so hard to beat that where everything felt consistent and everything felt controllable i don't know it's just the flipper feel, the the way the mechs kicked, everything just is so, they had it so perfected. Yeah, it felt solid. You didn't, you weren't playing those games thinking, oh, well, this, this feels off or this is rattling here, you know, because you just played it and it played great and it was smooth and wonderful. Yeah. So Ball you weren't the talking about, <laughs> yeah, you weren't talking about like, um, balls flying because it's going crazy fast like the stern builds like your old man rants from last week um and it's not like jersey deck where you're like the flippers feel off and it doesn't nothing feels cheap on it and i love the way that they revealed it only when the game was in boxes ready to ship out to people yeah that was a good move for a new company that's a really smart thing to do it's so smart and you know that I love Pulp Fiction. I love it. But they there have hardly been any shipped out yet. So when you come into the market as a new company and you're like, yep, we have games and they are literally shipping right now and they've already been play tested and here they are at the show and, you know, we're not really having any problems with them. And if they did, they were transparent. Like, you know how show power can be weird sometimes. So the power was higher earlier in the day and then they dropped the flipper power down. And then later in the day, as the flippers were getting weaker, they had to bump them back up because the show power was deep. Power at a show is always problematic. So just some things that they were navigating there, but are now very aware of and handled beautifully. So I didn't just play it in the morning or, you know, during vendor time or 
getting into line early at the hall. I played it at night in the evening. They had um, like an event upstairs where they had even more um, labyrinth machines and played it up there. So I've played on a whole bunch of different ones at different times of the day after different amounts of play and they all feel amazing. So I am really excited about that game um, to the point where we did put a deposit down on one. Yay. I'm I'm jealous and excited for you. You have to come over. I'm going to have a labyrinth party. Perfect. Everybody's excited. Can we just get someone to sneak into the code, a hidden Bowie and space track? (laughs) Um, That would be amazing, but I don't know if that would be, you know, uh, possible. Lawsuits. Someone will do it. You know, someone will do it. Everybody, you know, know comes up with their own ways of messing with stuff, but. If they keep it's, doing music pins and themes of times who have gone past, why can't we get a, a Concord's pin? Yeah. Okay. Speaking of music, pin, I'm going to jump really quickly because I'm happy for Elton you to John, when you're talking about music pins, Elton John comes out. Yeah. There are so many slow songs in Elton John. I don't know how you flip to candle in the wind or tiny dancer <laughs> right it's just it's just uh, like something in my brain goes nope this isn't the way that this goes because most of the time when i'm playing pinball in my mind it's just like a, a disco inferno but it was just and there were some great tracks in there yeah you could tell that just from the trailer like benny and the jets looked perfect for it and tiny dancer looked really weird for it yeah I don't know, like Saturday Night's All Right for Fighting. Great. Great. Crocodile Rock, I thought was going to be cheesy, but it was like in a fun way. I, I, didn't lo- I like the toy, the little crocodile. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, I I like. I mean, it was a fun game. It wasn't something where I, I felt like super compelled to stand in crazy line for it over and over again. I played it like three times. Yeah. And it. You know, the flippers definitely feel better. So I'm so glad that Jersey Jack took feedback on their flipper strength and did something about it because the flippers definitely, you can feel a marked improvement over previous games with their flippers. And um, everyone's saying that um, this is kind of like the most standard as far as a Jersey Jack layout has ever been. Um, I wouldn't say flowy because I think both dialed in and Wonka both flow really well. Wonka has some insane yeah. combos actually, but this is like the most non weird or non crazy. I guess Jersey Jack has gone. <laughs> I I would probably say that. Yeah. It's more shot focus and less like toy centric. Yeah. I guess, like they're, so, they weren't throwing 8 million things in, but everything's glitter. Yeah, I could so. see that. I could see <laughs> while people were playing it, it just looked like people were uh, off to the side, like shining light through a prism, creating like a rainbow color effect on the person's face while they're playing. Because it is just color <laughs> on color with that thing. A hundred percent. They didn't go with our topper idea. They did not. But the topper looks cool. Yeah, it was fine. It had there was a little projection um, thing coming off the top of i guess the collectors but they had um they had this like white 
circle thing over the game so you were supposed to be able to see it but i don't know if it was because of convention hall lighting you just couldn't see or i couldn't see what it was supposed to be projecting um but it was an interesting it was interesting that the way that they were trying to show it so um it was i mean i'm glad that i got to play it i don't know um it's a weird one for like a location game you know i don't know how it would go over it's hard yeah, i'm it's- not an operator so i don't tend to to think in those ways but i do take care of games on location and seeing the ones that get played more than others i just don't i can't anticipate how an elton john would do that's kind of how i felt about the godfather as well it's like yes classic film one of the best of all time but is it exciting is it yeah is it like i gotta go i don't know i it seems like to me godfather may or may not have that draw but it it looked like it was built for the home where it's crazy on the rules and all that stuff yeah and it looks like elton john might be a little pullback a little more uh, location friendly, I would say, but yeah, I'm with you. I don't know if that theme supports that um, or not. I guess we'll have to see. Yeah, but I will say, I'm. They're definitely going to hit a sweet spot audience with you. Get like some hardcore Elton John fans out there who have been forever and ever, who have money and ha- like collect things like that and that's going to be a showpiece for them for sure it's going to be something that you're going to have a lot of non-pinball people probably buying into because of the theme of Elton John yeah I can see that it'd also be cool for collectors to throw one of those next to like a Captain Fantastic or something it'd be to see the the difference in time (laughs) between those releases is crazy yeah the evolution between the two uh-huh. it's a massive step it's not like elvira's where you see okay here's three clear different eras yep <laughs> oh my god they threw this machine into space and it came back through a time machine and now here we are yeah that's that's pretty pretty wild the the time between the two so yeah. well i'm glad you um i'm glad you got the timing on labyrinth because that was just perfect timing for that to roll out for you. Um, Elton John. Yeah. I, I just, I want to flip on it, but I'm way more excited about labyrinth as well. Just from someone who's just observing at this point. Yeah. I will say everyone be excited about labyrinth because it's incredible. And even so, I mean, congrats to everyone who's involved with it, but Phil Grimaldi and Bowen working together on rules and stuff just fills background with like you know science background knowing how people learn and absorb information and applying that to pinball rules i think is really very smart because it's a game that's really approachable but it's also a game that can go really deep so it has a great balance of just being able to walk up to it and flip and then also going deeper into a rule set so they had a great balance with it so fun to play. Can't I'll I'll stop gushing about Labyrinth now, but everyone who is trying to naysay, just stop. There you don't have to be negative about things. You don't all have the time. to say nay. No. Everyone oh. say yay. Say <laughs> yay, pinball. Yay. Pin- oh gosh, I set myself up for that one. Bringing it back. Um, okay, but the other 
yes, and Pulp Fiction was there and I love playing it again. It was kind of quiet. And that game, I think, really needs to be bumped up because the music is great. Um, but my other highlight game of the show was in the homebrew area. Okay. Elf. And there Elf it was not. Elf was not there. Um, this was from a Seattle pinball player named Sean Irby. He has made a game called Eight Ball Beyond. Okay. Have you heard about this? I, I heard it mentioned, but I did not get a chance to look it up. So okay. tell me the deets. So Eight Ball Beyond is a combination of Eight Ball, Eight Ball Champ, and Eight Ball Deluxe. Okay. Set in space. Oh, in space. A... In space. Pool is far more exciting when you remove gravity. Right, but also like you think of classic non-licensed pinball themes, a ton of space themes, a ton yes. of like billiard themes. Weird it, mashups it, of space too, like Future Spa and Yes. <laughs> space Cowboys. And it is so much fun. It's so much fun. We got to play a game with Sean and this is the second show that he's brought the game out to. He brought it to the Northwest show because that's his local. Um, this is the first trip that he's taken with it and it held up nicely. He was always in the area, like talking to people and showing them things. And it was so much fun to play. I cannot wait for more people to play this game. I'll have to look it up. Maybe it'll make its way down to Texas. That would be great. Look it up for sure. He actually did a lot of videos. I don't know if it's on YouTube or we should find a link and, and put it, but he has been posting progress videos of everything that he's been doing and building this machine from the start. Um, and they're really interesting. And then it'll look like everything's like all done and perfect. And then he'll go back and be like, Oh, I can make this better, which is really encouraging and wonderful to see a designer being so open with their process and then really pushing constantly to improve it. Um, and taking everyone's feedback of the show, but it was just like joyful to play. I love it. And I'm so happy for him. And uh, he won best homebrew. So well-deserved trophy that um, contains some of my blood and definitely some tears <laughs> from when I was trying to make those. But um, yeah, no, that was, that was my other game highlight. Very cool. I hope it shows up in Texas. Me too. Me too. Actually, I will message him and say, bring it to Texas. Add an or else at the end. <laughs> okay. And then in parentheses from Jeff. Yeah, that's how things get done. <laughs> so, yeah. So that was Expo. Um, oh, oh, no, but the best part. The best part didn't actually happen at Expo. <laughs> So I wouldn't go back business-wise to Expo. However, I will 100% go back to Pinball Olympics. Okay. Tell, tell me about your because Pinball Olympics experience. It was the best and craziest day. It was so good. So I brought Daniel and his wife, Nicole, and they were getting on a flight after. So we like ran over there. You, uh, you get your little name badge and you go around and then there are clipboards where you can put your scores and then they give out medals. Um, so we, we were um, at Scott Denise's house and 
two nights prior. Anyway, he he was like, okay, he was like, make sure you get a pink medal because it's a participation medal. So even if you don't win anything, you still get your pinball Olympics medal and it's like hot pink and I love it. And he was like, do not do the treadmill challenge. He's like, these are the things I'll tell you. Don't do the treadmill challenge because everyone who does the treadmill challenge either A, gets hurt, B, throws up, or C, all of the above. <laughs> so Yeah, yeah. Be great. <laughs> there's way more effective ways to get hurt and throw up than pinball. So, I mean, this one seems pretty efficient. So, <laughs> but... um but he's like, do come and listen to the commentary because there's a running commentary that they do on the people who are doing the treadmill challenge, which is very fun. Um, my first stop was like the dirty room. So playing Paragon by pulling on dildos to flip the flippers. Um, and there's a video someone posted, like a walkthrough of the Olympics that someone posted and they walk into that back room and I got a message from Jimmy in Brisbane saying, of course, who's playing Paragon in the video? <laughs> yeah it's me it's um, you <laughs> so if you want to see me tugging on some dildos on paragon it is on the internet somewhere um and in the same room is when you had to um fist some butts to play xenon and i was really good at that very very good at the fisting flipping i'm really proud of you it. right now Thanks. These last two little anecdotes you've had. <laughs> Doing the show proud. <laughs> it was my favorite room. Um, and then there was, let's see, a barracora where you laid down on the floor and you looked up into a mirror that was over the play field and the flipper buttons were on the legs. Oh my goodness. It was really cool. <laughs> it was really cool. Um, and then, let's see, there was an area that I had totally missed because... You, it's so easy to miss stuff because there's so much Jay's game collection. First of all, is incredible. Even if he didn't have all of these amazing contraptions, he's built his collection, a of a collection, right? Seriously. It is top notch. He's got a bunch of weird stuff that I love, but all of the work that Jay puts into pinball Olympics, he should, he should, he should get a medal. I was going to say he should get a medal, not just a pinball Olympics medal, like a, presidential one something for for all of his efforts because it is the best time and your ticket price includes everything so he has this incredible taco truck come and set up a whole thing so you can go through and get all of these like fresh homemade tacos and like all the fixins and everything and then he has guys walking around like uh chippendales situation so they've got the bow tie um neck piece no shirts black pants with little drink trays so like all the drinks were free and then you just tip the bartenders or you tip the servers everything was included it was so amazing um and then there was like random cupcakes like all in different areas of the house and we um we went upstairs to this one room where i didn't think we were supposed to be but apparently we were and it was turned out to be this raised platform in the garage with this giant spinning table on it. And in the middle of the spinning table was a Dolly Parton rethemed as a subhumans machine. Okay. And you had to like hop onto the platform when it was your turn and then hop off when you were done. And it was just spinning you the whole time you were playing. (laughs) 
Like, did you get dizzy on it? Oh, yeah, yeah, 100% dizzy. When you were looking at the playfield, it was better. When you were watching other people go around on it, that's when I was getting dizzy. I get Um, dizzy easy. So that would demolish (laughs) me. This one would have been tough for you. (laughs) But that was super fun. I loved um, there was a stern kiss that was inside one of those booths, you know, where um, they have contests and they stick someone in a booth where money is flying all over and they have to grab it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. A TV game show. Yeah. So it was one of those. So there was money in it, but there were also like a ton of ping pong balls. So you had to put on a helmet and goggles Okay. And then someone had to lock you in and then they had to turn the blowers on. So you also had to count on someone being there to turn the blowers off and let you out when you were done. Yeah. Not a good time for them to get a phone call and walk off. Right. So, and you were just waiting on like the next people who wanted to come in and do it to be standing there and know what to do. But um, I went in with my friend, Josh from Savannah. They're like, it said the sign said one person only two if you're feeling saucy or something like that. So we went in with two of us because then you're just standing there watching your friend play while you get pelted with ping pong balls. <laughs> like for extra time for no apparent reason. Um, and then the reason is were, comedy. Yeah. People were sliding money into there's like air slots on the side because there was a sign that said, do not take the money. These are Jay's tips. So I was like, oh, that's great because he's built all of this stuff. Of course, he should get tips for putting on this giant event. And then I talked to him afterwards and he was like, oh, that's fake money. And I was like, no, no, you want to go check that because people are putting real money in there. See see how much of it's fake now. (laughs) Seriously. So that was so so much fun. There was a Dirty Harry where you had to um, get down on your hands and knees and climb inside of a washing machine to play it. Because, you know, dirty harry yeah it was great i was just dis- the hard body that you played with the shake weight wasn't working there were a few um i didn't get there right on time so i think a few of them had been put through their paces already um but it was just so great and then he built this like what i can best describe as a tna bunker i saw that with the lights up above and oh my gosh it was i like think it was crazy, crazy- intense light show um smoke fog machine kind of thing the sound was deafening and you weren't allowed to wear earplugs or anything there and uh i heard someone say and this is totally with the best description they're like it makes you feel like you're on drugs (laughs) just being in that room it was it was a lot and everything was so great um and I want to go back again and, and do all of the, the ones that I didn't get to play. I want to play everything. And then he adds new stuff all the time or update stuff. So, I mean, hats off. That was one hell of an event. That's one of the most fun. I, I can't say tournaments, but like kind of tournaments that I've ever, ever participated in. I loved it so much. Yeah. I'm glad you got to do that too. Cause that's something I've always wanted to do as well. I mean, ever since I saw the, the iron, I think it was Iron Man where they were hanging and suspended playing it. Yes, I did Ever that. Ever since I saw that, yeah. It's more disorienting than you would think. No, I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> I don't think people realize how much when they flip, they put weight into their feet. Yeah, it's a lot. And then like 
you need to get your arms in the right position because mine were like outstretched. And I was like, I want them to be bent, but then you're trying to position yourself properly. It's a whole deal. And there was this big, like spinning drum room that you were in with a black hole in it. So it's like black light painted all around the big drum that you're standing in. So that's rotating around you. The floor feels like it's moving to the side. So you feel like you're about to flip over upside down and the disc on black hole is spinning. That was so disorienting. Um, oh, oh, and I forgot one of the best ones. Um, so there's something I've seen from like videos of your past, but they had a new one where they had a no good gophers outside and they're, they didn't do anything to the machine. The machine is a totally standard, no good gophers. However, on either side of the machine, there's a little like a uh, podium yeah. and behind each podium is a guy dressed up in a gopher costume with a microphone and they just shit talk you the whole time you're playing yeah i saw i saw some of that that looked hilarious it's so great it's so great it's like if you combine holy moly with pinball i don't know it was really wonderful and just silly and i just i loved it i loved it so much um, there was a Playboy that you played by um, basically putting your hand through glory holes and peeping through like a little hole at the top to try and look in. Uh, Jeff, we're going to Pinball Olympics next year. Okay. We'll go okay. embrace the madness. Woo. <laughs> I'm all in. All in. Very nice. Is that... Yeah. Um, okay. Is that it for Pinball Olympics and Expo? Yeah, I mean, I, I I hit some high points. I think I th- I think I talked too long. Is no, what I think. No, no, no. It was. I mean, Expo was huge this year for Expo. I guess you could say. Um, but yeah. Pinball Olympics are that's the real sauce. Seriously, so great, and you can do that without having to have an Expo pass or anything like that. It's just getting your ticket to um, the Olympics separate from anything else. Very cool. Yeah, uh, I if we're talking bucket list items, I would actually say Pinball Olympics is ahead of Expo. I know that everyone should see Expo at some point, but I would like if I had to choose between the two, I'd take Pinball Olympics for sure. Because you're a smart man. <laughs> Don't accuse me of things <laughs> that aren't true. <laughs> Starting the rumor right now. Oh no! Okay then. Well, I'm glad it was a good, fun, nice swell trip sorry that the <laughs> restaurant wasn't quite what you thought it was going to be i would waited to ask you about that for the show because i thought you were going to geek out about it but it sounds like it was just mixed at least it wasn't all bad on the restaurant yeah but, yeah. but anyway um, i get too excited I'm glad you guys about made it back safe because that was a lot of driving it was so much driving our friend mark totally saved our lives um we convinced him to fly out like second day of the show and he drove us back and um I, <laughs> I'm not good sleeping, like sitting up. So on planes, I'm hopeless. In, yeah, I can't like, do it either. journeys if I'm not reclined. We put everything in the car. So it was packed. So um, on the way back, I was in the passenger seat and I was, I guess, falling asleep because I was just exhausted from everything. And I kept apparently doing this thing where my head would just like, collapse and then i would bounce back up 
Um, oh, the nod. It's a big... No, yeah. It's not just a little nod. Like, they thought they were going to have to um, strap my head to the headrest for safety. <laughs> so you don't give yourself point, whiplash? Yeah, I woke up because when I did it, I bit my tongue so hard that it, like, shook me awake. But there were several saints that I just completely blacked out through because I was so tired. Well... I hate being that tired. And that's how I get on airplanes too, where I just, it's, I, I get to the edge of like delirious tired. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Nice that you had a little recovery time getting back here. Yeah. No, Mark absolutely saved us. And then we dragged him to some escape rooms that were actually really fantastic. Well, yay, Mark. Yeah. Um, all right. Then if we're beyond the, the expo Olympics segment, I Think you might know what time it is? I don't know. In Wait, case you don't is it remember. Hurry up time? Hurry up. Hurry up. Hurry up. Yeah, it is actually. Um, cool. I thought it might so be. So we each come with three games to either mildly disagree on, vehemently disagree, or agree upon. So those are the only options. I can't think of any other options. <laughs> Strongly agree is the maybe the last one, but yeah, um, we had a few of those last week. Yeah, and I don't know how how I think I think I brought properly divisive titles this week, so Ooh, we'll see how this goes. Right. Okay, um, I'm do, in. do you want to lead off or should I? I can lead off. Okay, lead us off. All right, I'm going Trident. Oh, okay. That's a good one. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to say it's so hard because we only have three levels of, <laughs> it's like nailed it sloppily. I don't know. Like, um, I, I like, I like Trident. I'll, you know, I'll just go nailed it. Let's just go with the first gut reaction. Good. See, I told you you were smart. It's yeah. for sure. Okay, good. Uh, yeah, Trident's great. Um, but I understand what people complain about with that. So, and the, There's the uh, 2.0 version now that someone has come out with that I did get to play a little bit in Australia. So not enough for me to comment a lot about it. The scoring was really unbalanced because all of a sudden I was playing with Jimmy in a group and all of a sudden his score was like 10 times what it was a minute ago. And I was like, what did you do? <laughs> I have no <laughs> idea what just happened. That's not um, normal trident. That's kind of a cool game to have a 2.0 on though. Cause it's not like you see a lot of them. So someone yeah. labor of love to that one. Definitely. Um, okay. Here's my first one. Okay. Monsters. Oh, um, <laughs> pro or premium? Uh, whichever one you have, I guess, the most favorable opinion of. <laughs> oh, well, uh, I see the pro more, so I have to work on one on location, and it has a couple problem spots, so I'll try to not let that color my opinion. I, I mean, I'm gonna say slop shot. I don't love it, but I don't hate it. Oh, I hate it. There I'm gonna you say go. it. It bricked it yeah. so hard, the pinball cracked in half, and there's no more enjoyment to be had at all. <laughs> I, 
I hate that game. Um, <laughs> I need not say more. Yeah. What's your number two? Oh, uh, my number two is Mandalorian. Oh, okay. <laughs> this is complicated because oh, I boy. don't like it. But if it's in a tournament, I will always pick it because I can just in eternity backhand the green shot for as many times as I need to and grind out a win. I don't care if I play for 45 minutes, but playing for fun, I will say bricked it. When you say backhand the green shot, do you mean the multi-ball shot? Um, it's got the little hanging target it starts uh, it does start the multi-ball i just realized if i don't focus on anything else in the game and just sit and collect hurry ups and start multi-balls that's enough yeah and it will make for a very long game but you just backhand it and catch the ball just live catch it then backhand it catch it backhand it catch it just never stop and Mm. you will win the person player two will be scowling at your back the entire time because you're the cheesiest player to ever play the game of pinball, but you will win. Yeah. Uh, it's a it's a bricked it for me. So yeah. Pretty. Yeah, I'm, pretty I'm not a I'm not a fan. Yeah. Uh-huh. I tried because I, I, oh. I like the theme. Don't like the game. I know. I know. I like the theme too. Okay. Here, here we go. This is the one that um, is going to be community divisive if if it's not for us. At least <laughs> in the grand scheme of opinion out there, this one's pretty divisive. It's Batman 66. Oh, all right. So I didn't like Batman 66 at first. Let me just say that. Well, it was a train wreck um, I, when it was released. It was a train wreck when it was released. But also, I really don't enjoy The Dark Knight. And I was just seeing it as The Dark Knight because it was like reimagined from. Yeah, it's that. 80% so the was, same. <laughs> yeah. So I was focusing a lot on those things. But once the code got updated and I completely blanked The Dark Knight from my mind and I was playing it, I really enjoy Batman 66. That's a nailed it for me. Okay, so if there was a way to split scores, this is the game that would do it. Because like you, I think the code's fantastic, but I hate the layout of that game. Mm. So many things are sloppy on it, and it drives me nuts to the point to where I can't, I just can't do it. Um, That's so interesting because I love the flow on it, like the Catwoman ramps. They feel that sometimes so rejects because the ball's going too fast. That what? Sometimes rejects because <laughs> the ball's going too fast. Well, I mean that sounds like a personal problem. Or or the whole mech around the phone gets wonky at times or Okay. Now this is when we get into me as a tech having opinions on things. Because if we did a hurry up from a tech perspective, I would have fully different opinions on a lot of games. So there's a Batman 66 right now where the turntable's been some kind of wonky for like two years, but now the entire thing has crapped out. And guess what? We need these specialty boards that only Stern makes. And guess what? They're all out of stock. And who knows if there will ever be another one of them. So I just have a dead Batman 66. Well, at least someone won't get the ball stuck on it while they're playing it. Um, no, 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 no. Disable the turntable 
Have it so okay. the phone is answerable. Like put the phone in the front so you can at least play through your modes. Balls That'll are work. still somehow getting stuck in the turntable, Jeff. It's because it's a Gomez and I think he designs ball traps into his designs. <laughs> it's like a it's like a sand trap in another life yeah. he was in golf courses. Now, George Gomez has made wonderful contributions to pinball, but when they make his statue, they need to stick a ball somewhere on it that's just stuck <laughs> on his statue. Maybe back behind his ear or something. <laughs> Um, That's like the worst uncle magic trick. (laughs) What's behind behind your ear? (laughs) Oh, we're going to have to shake really hard to get it out of there. Sorry, you're tilting on ball three of the tournament. Um, Okay, before that grows into anything more than that, give me your third game. Oh my gosh. Um, Champ Pub. Oh, I almost picked this one this week, and I, I actually really? have it written on the paper and scratched out to save for later. Okay. Ooh, I'm going to say... Back up on my list, so I'm glad that you did it. <laughs> I'm going to say slop, slop Shot. Like, there's a lot of stuff I love about it, yeah. um, but it's one of those games that the more... If I'm playing it too often, then it feels just too samey, but if I see it once in a while, I enjoy it. Okay, that's totally fair. That's totally fair. I just, I mean, I think they nailed it. I love all of the little asides, like yeah, like the jump rope rope as a ball. Like Uh it's good, so silly, and it's so good. Um, Yeah, good. It has good shot geometry too. It really does. Yes, it it genuinely does, and I don't know. I just I think it's such a fun game to play. It's a great game to play with friends. You know. Yes. I don't know. You just have a really nice time playing it. And I, I like all the weird little, you know, weird little stuff that they stick in there. It's just a fun yeah. game. It's um, like I said, the, the longer the times you go between playing it, the more novel it is when you play it. Yeah. So I think that's why I, I don't think it's a bad game. Um, it probably just wanted it was in my personal collection. Um, I would go through very like short spurts of playing it a ton and then long droughts of not touching it and then coming back yeah. and, so okay here's my third one um also divisive and it's the third stern of the segment for me and that's the beatles and you can again pick whichever package you want but the beatles um none of the above packages please (laughs) the overpriced package the very overpriced and the insanely overpriced why would you take sea witch which is my favorite game and bastardize it this way why in the world are you going to throw okay you do not take a classic stern and then throw a spinning disc in the center of it shove a magnet on the top and then have some like hidden behind drop targets and then slap a crazy expensive license on it and be like it's better and also putting it in a cabinet that's that deep a modern cabinet where the ball is just going to ricochet because guess what? That game is a slow, well, slower playing game than a modern Stern is. So then you throw a spinning disc in there and multi- yeah. nope. All so, bad. Terrible idea. So check this link I'm sending you. I okay. tweeted. I, 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 is it still called tweeting? I don't know. On October 23rd. Just. Does that open up okay. if you click on that on your phone? 
Let's see. I'm trying. I'm trying. Things we never ever needed. The spinning disc on the Beatles. Yes, that is a true, true fact. Yeah. Okay. So, is it a brick, a slop shot, or did, or you can say nailed it despite the rant? No, it's a brick. It is a hundred percent a brick. It never should have happened. Yeah. So here's my feeling on the Beatles. Are we gonna fight? No, because I'm gonna okay. say slop shot. But here's the thing. I also adore Sea Witch, and I think the original is better than the Beatles. I think the Beatles would have been fine without the spinning disc and magnet. Um, because I, I'm not against uh, layouts being reused. But that spinning disc and magnet are the dumbest additions you could have made to it, other than just putting a giant gobble hole in the middle of the orbit. <laughs> like, Oh, it, bring back the gobble hole. Bring back Wait, the gobble hole, but maybe not on a game where you're trying to hit orbits repeatedly yeah, no no no, <laughs> not on sea witch don't don't touch sea witch leave sea witch alone leave all of my classic stern ladies alone however make a new modern game with a gobble hole yeah because you could build mechs around it where it's like sometimes open and sometimes closed off and i don't know you could do all sorts of different things but but yeah with the beetles my big issue is that disc and magnet ruin the reimagining of it because Again, like I said, I think they could have differentiated it far enough from Sea Witch and say, hey, this is a classic layout, a totally different take on it. But you should not take it and just take a dump in the middle of it. Like, yeah. But um, just if I can play that game with the disc and magnet disabled, I actually like it. If I if it's there and it's doing its stupid disruptive thing, it drives me crazy. Plus, the stern mechs are a little too fast on it. But um, so I'll say slopped, but. They almost had a really good thing there. They just <laughs> poorly executed. No, no, no. They started with a really good thing. And then and all they did it. was make it worse. Yeah. But uh, yeah, like it is hard to think of a worse mech that they could have stuck in the game. So Trolls? Uh, see, but trolls would only slightly screw it up. If you put them like lower in the play field... <laughs> Um, but that disc is an abomination. Um, so terrible. But anyway, okay. I and I understand the full bricked it um critique on that because I almost went that way too. I just I for some reason I enjoy playing it, but I get so mad at it. Yeah, it's I I like I like the Beatles. It's not that I hate the Beatles. I like the Beatles. They did focus on the wrong the wrong periods of the Beatles though. They should have started with the drug era and gone through to the end. Yeah, that was the other thing. It's like, were the licenses to those songs cheaper than another era of Beatles songs? No, it's it was going more casual because everybody knows, like the non-Beatles fans recognize those songs um, a bit more than say, like you know, trying to sing along with Rocky Raccoon or whatever. Yeah, but. Okay. All right. Well, that was a fun hurry up, Jess. It was almost contentious, but we were politely, <laughs> politely disagreeing um, in, in that. Oh, and then how did I not play this on Batman 66? Anyway, um, <laughs> that brings us to uh, what we're looking ahead to. So what's going on? What's coming up? Oh, let's see. Um, things that are coming up. Um, the Houston expo that i've never been to have you been to the houston show i have not i know people have gone but i've never personally gone 
yeah i i always hear that it's the big party show um and that is coming up um i think november 11th 12th somewhere in there i think it's the same weekend as free play florida which has moved from orlando um west to lakeland kind of middle of nowhere florida so we won't be doing that one that's expo was kind of our stand-in for free play florida this year um but um those shows are both coming up which should be exciting for people who are going to attend those especially everyone in houston go play labyrinth because it's gonna be there and i'm excited for you guys to play um and then here was that the i don't remember if it's that weekend or the following weekend so maybe ignore my dates fact check my dates because um my mental calendar is entirely screwed up um then the pinball asylum out in fort myers is having a charity fair strikes tournament that i may head out to but that's about all that I have on my radar. How about you? Um, for me personally, nothing for a while, but in the extremely um, near, near future, like as in right now, I do have a little bit of a rant and complaint to go through. Ooh. But, all but right. I'm going to frame it more as a helpful. Rants. I'm going to, I'm going to frame this more as a helpful suggestion <laughs> wrapped in a plea. Okay. Um, if you have shot indicators through lights that flash when they're collectible um, or flash when they're important, such as a ball saver, don't flash them when they're not active. Like, oh, you hit a jackpot, so I'm going to flash every bulb in the game. Don't do that because it looks yeah. like your ball saver's on. It looks like yep. your extra ball is lit. That Or the worst and... Borg, I'm looking at you on this. Don't flash the rollover in lanes when you need to collect rollover. I mean, not in lanes, the upper lanes when I need to do that to like get my bonus multiplier up or something. When those suckers flash and the balls up there pisses me off so bad. Guardians of the Galaxy is famous for not knowing which (laughs) rollover you need to hit because they're flashing. So stupid. Stop. You don't need to flash everything. Go back to the days when we had flashers on the machine and those flashed. We don't need to flash every insert. We flash inserts when they need to be hit or we flash inserts when the ball's not in play. Otherwise, stop it. Just stop it. Please stop it. <laughs> I'm so tired of thinking I my ball saver is I'm like, oh, cool. I'm not, I'm not going to take a tilt warning. I'm going to let that go. Oh, it's just that flashing because it's, it's just flashing because we need to flash everything at this point. And, and they're getting so bad about it. Like Venom, you can't tell it to hit because everything's just flashing all the time during every mode. Yeah. I don't know what. It, it de-emphasizes all the important shots and I'm tired of it. Yeah. Plus yeah, it hurts my eyes after getting, a while. Well, I mean, we're getting old, so of course our eyes are going to hurt a lot. Oh yeah. Anything like game of Thrones or Ugh. winter's coming uh, when, when it goes crazy or in attack from Mars, when you get like the strobe. Yeah. That just murders my eyes. But venom. I, I found the new King of horrible flashing effects and it's bathos sub on I think it's bathos hub on James Bond. I got into the mode and it was so bad that I stopped playing, walked away from the machine and just closed my eyes for a minute. Cause it, <laughs> oh, it was the no. flashers over. It's the flashers over the slingshots just fl- firing oh, wildly. That's so bad. It's terrible. Yeah, the, 
the ball the probably was spidey, stuck anyway so it wasn't a big deal yeah the spidey sense on um venom when you like hold it down in the white shot i literally can't see anything else yeah, i it, cannot see what i'm doing you so getting... i'm just flailing wildly <laughs> okay so that was my um that was my moment. rant on flashing um, yeah yeah <laughs> flashing can be great but it can also be the worst <laughs> it's usually the worst though so i will i will agree um did we have any mailbag goodies from last week we absolutely did and i'm going to run through them real quick and give them the respect they deserve on the next show does that make sense yeah. But uh, Glenn wrote in and hi, he Glenn. gave you. Yeah. Hi, Glenn. He uh, he he talked about how um, his friend Eric has some uh, uh, 3D printed plastics that help keep the ball down from flying on on uh, orbits. And um, that sounds lovely. I just wish yeah. it was designed to where we didn't have to do those things. But he was yeah. he was saying that on the uh, Pinball Olympics that if you do the treadmill challenge, and this is going to be the tip we'll throw it out for everyone now, um, and they can use it next year. He says, make sure to preserve your multi-ball for the beginning of a ball while you still have energy. So don't collect it at any old point. Skill drain <laughs> and start at the beginning of your next ball. So... <laughs> Let those guys make fun of you for draining and then show them you knew what was up. Um, I mean, people were doing better playing that game than I thought they were going to. um, Because Scott had told me that it starts at 15 miles an hour. I think it builds up to 15 miles an hour because there were people who were like keeping pace. Yeah, it can't start. It can't start at 15 or else (laughs) would put someone on their knees. Yeah, but, that's uh, where the injury and the puking happens. And the, the comedy. Um, <laughs> All the comedy. Also, I'm going to say the greatest scorekeeper of all time, um, Dick Curtis. He contacted us. He sent a picture in. He's, By the way, um, if you play in the TPF tournament, um, just thank him at some point. He's been doing a uh, volunteer tournament stuff for years and he's the best anyway he sent in a picture and i will uh make sure you see this jess but his wife picked up an oregon trail card game that's uh based on the old oregon trail game um at a a garage sale so i'll show you it says on big letters in the front of the card game you have died of dysentery dysentery yeah (laughs) remind you of what's to come and then we got two emails from joe one has a pinball popcorn that we'll all enjoy at the end of this episode. Yeah. Based on Fast and Furious. Thank um, you, Joe. Um, but favorite, then he brought ridiculous franchise. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, then he brought up the idea of kind of what's going on in the pinball market, the oversaturation, the hey, signs of a crash. But to give that more breathing room, we'll talk about it on the upcoming show. But um, okay. it'd be interesting if people have thoughts about it ahead of time. Like, do they think that a crash is coming in or just a mild price adjustment? Because we're kind of seeing some of that. Or do they see it like, nah, the train doesn't stop. It's going to keep growing. I just kind of, we'll talk about it a little bit more. But um, sounds yeah. good. He had a lot of thoughts, so we'll talk about them. But essentially, there are 14 pinball companies right now um, that range from major manufacturers to smaller indie companies i don't know how you'd say it but 
there's it's a lot of exciting time for pinball. Yeah. So what is your forecast? Doom and gloom or sunshine and rainbows? Be sure we'll to write in and let people know. How can people email you, Jeff? Or I guess us. It goes us. to Jeff. Yeah, that's the unfortunate part. It comes to me. It's just pinballpodcast <laughs> at gmail.com. That once again is pinballpodcast at gmail.com. <laughs> You're so good at this. Um, uh, okay. What else are you playing that is not pinball? So... The Given is Super Mario Wonder, Super Mario Brothers Wonder on the Switch. That's um, the one on my list. That's the one I chose. So I'll let you say stuff about that. It's just pure joy. But so the, <laughs> the weirdo mention I have, and this is kind of like growing virally right now. It's called Suika Game. It's a Japanese uh, game, and it translates as Watermelon Game. I think okay. it's been released now on Touch Arcade. I don't know, but it's on the Switch, and then there's a browser version the browser version is not as good as the switch version but it's a game kind of like 2048 meets tetris uh you're dropping fruit and um it's like a in a space kind of like the tetris screen so if you get to the top you lose but if you match two kinds of fruit together like they're touching then they combine and make a another kind of fruit so if two cherries merge they make a strawberry two strawberries merge they make like tangerine or something and um you're combining them trying to make watermelons essentially and you just go until you run out of room um it's got (laughs) physics so as they merge it kind of jostles the other fruit around and stuff it's it's stupidly addictive and fun and uh i like it it i like a lot so all right and it's if you want it on the switch Switch. yeah if you want the switch you have to buy it in the japanese store um if you don't know how to get Japanese games on your Switch, just Google it. There'll be explanations. Um, Wait, but it's worth, I just—I didn't have to go it. to the Japanese store to get it. <gasps> Did they bring it over? Yeah. Oh, that's awesome! I just—is it called Watermelon my... Game? No, it's called Suika Game. Awesome! But I googled Watermelon Game Switch. It brought me straight to the page on Nintendo. And it said two ninety nine, and I had points, so I got it for zero dollars direct oh, download okay. onto my Switch. Okay, yeah, and just so you know, the um, the like real goal of that is to try to get three thousand points or up. Okay. So if you can get o- if you can get over three thousand points, then you you done did it. That's that's basically like winning. It is there. Oh wow! So I went through <laughs> the huge pain in the butt process of downloading this thing from the japanese store uh, about three weeks ago and apparently i'm a stupid idiot well i'm now i'm curious if there are other japanese only games that i would really want to play that you're gonna have to teach me how to get let's assume no okay (laughs) uh i'm sure there are and because (laughs) i bought uh e-shop credit to get it i have japanese money sitting in my switch so well, there you go but it's very fun uh and it's it's great it is great it'll be i might redownload it in english so that um it's in english because mine's in all in japanese <laughs> i mean that keeps you guessing it does but well i will play it once i um can stop playing super mario wonder <laughs> that's a hard thing to do 
especially since we're going to be playing it together. Absolutely. <laughs> it's so good. It's just, it's adorable and it's all new. You know, everyone knows a Mario game, yeah. but this is so new and different. And the multiplayer is such a fun approach to multiplayer with like the other players being kind of ghosts around you who can help save you if you're dying. Yeah. Friendly ghosts, not spooky ghosts. Yeah. It's really, really fun. And just all the different things that you can turn into all the different transformative possibilities are fantastic. Oh yeah. The power-ups are so fun. Yeah. They're so oh, fun. I am very much loving playing this game. Um, and like the mainland Mario, it's, it's insane how old of a franchise it is. Um, so the original Mario brothers had, was like a five person team. Four of those people worked on super Mario brothers wonder, which is crazy. Four that's people incredible. out of the five original team. Yeah. They still worked on it. So wow, that's why it, it carries forward with the spirit of the franchise so well, but they're also bringing in constant surprises and new stuff. It's, it's really fun. Oh yeah. No, there are several times where I've just been like, Oh my, okay. All right. Someone else has to see this. <laughs> yeah. So good. Yeah, oh. it is really good. And and it's the singing product plants will never not be just endlessly adorable. <laughs> <laughs> More singing piranha plants. Yeah, we don't have enough of those. They've heeded uh, the call. They knew they knew what the people wanted. And the people the people were right because it's great. Yeah. Um <laughs> any other games or is it I mean, Mario Wonder is just sucking up all of the time. I, I started Spider-Man 2 on the PlayStation, but I'm only like half an hour into it. Yeah. So not enough to give it a a fair shake. Yeah, I haven't been playing a ton. So I was I didn't bring my Switch with me to Expo or anything because I figured we were going to be super busy. Um, I would have had plenty of downtime at the booth to play it. But no, just um, didn't even have it. So when I got back, it was like, oh, and Super Mario Wonders out now. Yeah, it's way. So I just kind of went straight into that, which is awesome. Very good. I am tapped as far as useful information or even <laughs> entertaining information. I never do. Had you have any information? <laughs> You're supposed to save me. Oh, but uh, I mean, no, I think we did a great job, Jeff. I know. Stay tuned for the pinball popcorn. Yes, please. Thank you so much, Joe. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Yeah. And thanks for uh, being patient with the transition to Spotify and the new feeds. So, oh, and, and just a note with that old episodes, um, they're evergreen. So don't treat them as old. Just treat them as different. Um. <laughs> are going to be popping up in your feed, but they should be showing like still in the correct order by release date. Um, and that's just so you'd be surprised how many people still listen to the old episodes. Um, and so we want to have those. So if the old archive somehow goes boom, which you could do it any day, they'll, they'll be transferred over to the new shiny. So um, if, if you're waiting for those, they're coming. Um, if you're mad they're coming, they're still coming. 
Not sorry. Thank you for fixing that, Jeff. It's been uh, a tedious process. I know it has been, but <laughs> it'll all be good. Um, and I, I, I'm excited about how much smoother the publishing process is now. So that's great. Good. Awesome. Yeah. So uh, everyone be patient. Everything is a work in progress and uh, friend me on switch and come play super Mario wonder with me and Jeff and watermelon game. Um, watermelon game. Yep. And email us pinballpodcast at gmail.com. All right. I'll talk to you next week, Jeff. I will. I will. That was a stupid thing to say at the end. We've got to stop this. Okay, bye. Novice. No. Topped out at 140 miles per hour this morning. Amateurs don't use play field wax. I've seen the way you play. You got a heavy hand. You'll blow yourself to pieces. I need one of these. One of the big ones. Actually, you know, let's make it two. An area I need it by tonight. Okay, Hector. Yeah, what's up, man? Yo, what's up, Edward? How are we doing this today? One tournament. 2G by A. Winner takes all. Hector, you're gonna hold the chance. Why Hector? Because he's too slow to make away with the money, man. Okay, good luck, guys. Hey, wait, hold up. I don't have any cash. But I do have a bill of sale for my pinball machine. Hey, you just can't climb in the ring with Ali because you think you box? He knows I can box. So check it out, it's like this. I lose. Winner takes my pinball clean and clear. But if I win, I take the cash and I take the respect. <laughs> to some people, that's more important. That your pinball? It's got flip coil fans, an OCD LED kit, color DMD, subwoofer, and art blades. Not a bad way to spend $10,000. So what do you say? Am I worthy? We don't know yet. <laughs> but you're in. What are you smiling about? Dude, I almost had you. <laughs> you almost had me? You never had me. You never had your pinball. <laughs> Monkey flipping, not cradling. Didn't like you should. Said me. <laughs> now me and the mad scientist gotta rip apart the driver board and replace the transistors to fry. <laughs> Ask any tournament player. It don't matter if you win by an inch or a mile. Winning's winning. What the hell is this? What do you got there? This is your pinball. My pinball? I said a ten thousand dollar pinball, not a ten dollar pinball. <laughs> no face.
Oh, I have faith in you, but this isn't a junkyard. This is a workshop. It pop the lock bar. Pop the lock bar. Medieval madness. No shit. And what did I tell you? I retract my previous statement. You know what? This will decimate all after you put about 15 grand in it or more if we have to. Overnight parts from pinball life. We'll put it on my tablet. Terry's. Yes. I gotta get you playing. And so I can make some money off your ass. Tell me what you think about this. We'll sand the whole play field and then do a nice automotive clear coat. Alright. This is your basic layout of the play field. And that's pretty much what it could look like when it's finished. Red, green. LEDs. Man, you should be going to MIT or something. Yeah, right. Now I got that... Oh, what's it called? That attention disorder... Or ADD. Yes, that shit. Yeah. <laughs> You know, I was going to algebra and like math, everything else. I failed, dropped out of school. I don't know, it's something uh, about pinball that calms me down, you know? I live my life a quarter of a time. Nothing else matters, not the mortgage, not the store, not my tournament and all that bullshit. For those 10 minutes or less, I'm free. Nice pinball. What's the retail on one of those? More than you can afford, pal.